Talking Travel. And Sally Lucas, we've got some special interest cruising options coming along. We have, Jane, and there's just so much happening in the cruise industry uh, lately. It's just amazing. It's, we're breaking in Australia all industry figures worldwide in how many people are cruising out of this country. Uh, we had the world's biggest growth in passengers last year, and we're not talking about how much weight you gain. We're talking about <laughs> how many people have gone cruising. So, um, yeah, the, the figures are quite staggering, actually, well ahead of in even America, etc., which is really unbelievable. And in river cruising particularly, there's been a huge, huge increase. But there's another company that I have mentioned recently, but I've got a bit more information on it now, Portuscale Cruises, they're called. And they are based originally in Portugal. The ship was called the Funchal, and it used to cruise out of Fremantle in Australia, then we lost it, but she's had a complete refit and is coming back here. But what's the interesting thing, the first 45-day voyage she is doing is coming from Barcelona in Spain to Newcastle. Mm, so direct. how about that? Well, so 4th of January next year. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going from, as I said, Tunis, Valletta, Port Said, Aqaba, oh, beautiful Port Marley in the Seychelles, Singapore, Komodo Island, Dili, Port Moresby, Newcastle. How's that? Mm-hmm. That's amazing, isn't it? And then there's a, um, a four-day, three-night little taster they're calling for people that might not have done cruising before, which we've discussed before. That's on the 17th of February. That's from Newcastle down to Eden and Geelong and back. So this is really a plus for us, isn't it? Eden's an interesting port to visit isn't too. Isn't it? Just doing something different. Mm. And then as a six-day one, then going um, also f- uh, from Geelong down to Kangaroo Island and back to Geelong. And also one then down to to Tassie um, from Geelong. So isn't that interesting that they're using different ports and not using Sydney, which, of course, you can imagine the port charges in Sydney. I would imagine that, that, you know, obviously you would think they'd be getting a better deal um, coming here. Then from Geelong back through Eden to Newcastle, and then it leaves at the end of its uh, sojourn here on the 10th of March to do a 57-day journey. Um, including the battlefields in Gallipoli. And that comes from Newcastle up into New Guinea um, to Leh and Wewak, and then on to uh, Malaysia to Sandakan, um, Singapore, Georgetown, Colombo, heaps of ports of call. Just, I'm just naming the more well-known ones, Alexandria, Heraklion, Kanakali in Turkey, Istanbul, um, Piraeus, Athens, Valletta, Gibraltar, and finishing in Portsmouth. That's the stuff dreams are made of, isn't it? Isn't it? Absolutely. So that is something quite new. And if you're interested, you know, there, there will be a new brochure coming out on that shortly. Uh, sticking with the cruise theme, there is an, another interesting one, Jane, I found, which is a, they're calling it a soiree through Papua New Guinea. Now, there's... It's always been boasted and said about New Guinea that there are very few places on earth that have such an abundance of untouched wilderness and also pristine atolls and uh, volcanoes and ancient tribes that have remained largely unchanged by the ravages of the modern world. So PNG is one of those places and, of course, North Star is the vessel to north who's offering a sepik soiree adventure. And they say it will provide a completely in-depth experience for the keen adventurer. So they've got, um, it, it starts with a charter flight from Cairns to Kavieng, 
And Kaviang's famous for its surf break as well and wonderful fishing and so on. Take your surfboard, eh? Take your surfboard. My husband's husband's going there in January, actually. He's doing a surfing safari. Um, He does all these adventure-based stuff, doesn't he? Um, (laughs) Anyway, you're doing that, so you're navigating its way uh, to the Seapik River. So it's not just ocean cruising, you see. So it's quite an interesting trip through New Guinea. And you're going to be visiting volcanic islands, coral reefs, as we said, which offer some of the best fishing, diving and snorkeling in PNG. And, of course, on arrival at the mighty Seapik, you'll be able to explore one of the greatest river systems in the world through... They go through swamplands, tropical rainforests, local villages. So, yeah, it's it's quite something different um, if you're interested in doing that. And they are also doing um, – they also have a helicopter on board the vessel, by the way, which will include flights um, over the active volcano at Rabaul and an opportunity to visit the memorial on the Kokoda track. Um, there is a shorter duration. That's, that's a different way of getting there instead Isn't of having instead to plough through it. the mud. Yes. <laughs> through the mud and the slush. Um, they're doing another short-day itinerary called the Archipelago Adventure, and um, it's a six-day itinerary with a strong focus on the Lewis Yard Archipelago, which stretches some 400 kilometres along the northern rim of the Coral Sea. So, again, you're going to see wondrous islands, hundreds and hundreds of islands, lagoons, extensive reefs, and um, it's the uh, home to the seafaring Dobu people uh, as well, which are, are quite unique and, you know, they've not moved in, into the um, modern-day society. So, yeah, this is this is great. So the 12-day Sepik Soiree, um, they've got um, two there, one in November, one in December. Um, and there's also the six-day one we mentioned is in December as well. And they've got another one called New Adventures in Paradise, which is in December as well. These all start from Cairns. So isn't that something different? Really, really different. Nice to have something new to think about. It is. We're talking travel on 2NURFM. And Sally Lucas, we've been looking at some very interesting, special interest type yeah, cruise options. we have, Jane. And this one is for the files or wine lovers. Um, and they're calling it un- Corked, but you'll probably never guess where it is. And you're visiting four rivers and nine wineries on a week-long cruise from Portland in Oregon. Really? I have a friend who lives in Oregon, and I must admit I didn't know much about any wine growing. And I was there some years ago, and she took me to a couple of vineyards, and I was pleasantly surprised. So anyhow, on this one, it's um, a vessel that's an 88-guest vessel, which is um, along the lines of a paddle steamer. So quite an intimate sailing experience. And they're doing four departures along the Columbia and Snake Rivers in 2015, departing from Portland. And you visit, you're cruising along four rivers, as I said, with visits to nine wineries. And this, I think, is quite fantastic. It's really something different in cruising, isn't it? Um, they're calling it a meritage. <laughs> Mm. Four Rivers of Wine and History. So they're highlighting uh, or taking the highlights will be the burgeoning wine regions in Washington and Oregon, um, which apparently one of the areas in Oregon has recently called Walla Walla, which sounds in Aboriginal, doesn't yes, it? it Indigenous. Does. Uh, was recently named one of the top 10 wine regions in the world. Mm. And uh, they have local wine experts joining guests on board for the week who are doing the presentations and wine tastings. So and no need to worry about driving. No need. No, exactly right. <laughs> and they take you to oil and vineyard bars and, you know, all sorts of interesting things. So I just thought you, you go to waterfalls, you're doing excursions, you go to museums, um, skiff rides into a scenic canyon under you know, a waterfall, and it's a, a replica coastal steamer, sorry, not a paddle steamer, a coastal steamer, which emulates the steamships that were found along the rivers in the early 1900s. So it's all decorated in that style and ambience as well. But they've still got an elevator connecting the desks, and um, they've got a rollicking pesky barnacle saloon, and <laughs> got a hot tub. 
sort of massage fitness equipment, yoga on deck, um, and it's, it's sort of an all-inclusive experience and all, you know, wine tasting fees and everything are included, you know, in the actual package. So if you're interested in doing something really different with your cruising, consider that as well. So we've had three very different areas today, haven't we? We have now. Tell us about adrenaline sports. Well. Some of us like them. Some, some of them. do. Well, these are just some of the things you can do in Dubai. And I guess nearly everyone only thinks of maybe doing a desert safari or maybe a, on a camel or a bit of belly dancing or something. But apparently you can hurl yourself out of a plane at about 13,000 feet. Of course, this indoor ski track we've probably heard about, skiing down a snowy mountain. Um, you can do uh, sandboarding from the peak of a 300 feet high sand dune. You can speed around a racetrack in an, R- an Audi R8 V10. You can gallop across the desert on a thoroughbred Arabian stallion. You can play polo either on horseback or camel hump. And you can tee off a floodlit golf course at midnight. And this is true. Our friends belong to this. who live there belong, and they, they play at night because it's so hot during the day and it's completely floodlit and they have coloured golf balls. What a good idea. So there you go. So it, it can be an adrenaline junkie, even if you just enjoy the great outdoors or, you know, whatever you want to do. So and you've got to remember, you know, they have, which building is that where they have the tennis court on top where Federer sometimes? The very tall building. The, is it the Burj Khalifa? That's the very tall one. Is yes. that where it is? But Dubai also, I mean, they have you know, Olympic pools. They've had the likes of um, FINA World Dive Championships have been held there. Professional golf tournaments are held there, of course. So it's not just, you know, there's a lot more to Dubai than one would think is what I'm trying to say. And, of course, you can still do your desert safari, which is very popular, or a dune buggy ride as well. So there's lots to do, as we've said, and the food that's really coming of age. Neil Perry is even going to open restaurants there now as well. Um, we went to one called the Ivy, and they do a brunch Friday's their weekend because of Ramadan and the faith. So Friday, Saturday is the weekend, just to people know that. So it's not Saturday, Sunday. And they have these brunches that go forever. You, you turn up at 11.30, so it's almost lunch. But it's all inclusive at this place called the Ivy. Anything you want to drink. You can go to the bar and order a cocktail. You get your champagne, your wine. A sommelier comes round and explains the wine with each degustation meal, etc., etc., etc. And you can stay there all virtually all day for the equivalent of 125 Australian dollars. Mm. I mean, that's cheap as chips when you, mm. when you think about it. I mean, what you would pay here mm. uh, by comparison. So, yep, yeah, Dubai has lots on offer. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I. We do it for our sponsor, Travel on King. And Sally, it's hot deals time. Hot deals, winter warmers, I think we should be calling them. <laughs> winter warmers. <laughs> What's around? Hurry, hurry, hurry. There's only a few days left for an overwater bungalow sale in Tahiti. So if you are thinking of ticking it off your bucket list, uh, 4th of July, they've had these special offers for overwater bungalows. So if you're wanting to do, there's various different prices depending on which island you're going to. So I won't go through all of them, Jane, but just to say that they are very good value for money and you've only got till the 4th of July if you want to take advantage of that. Mm. Paul Gauguin Cruises, who, of course, Paul Gauguin is famous for his Tahitian paintings as well as an artist, but they have a vessel called the Paul Gauguin, who also, who, who? Which, Which also, it's, a, it's not a person. Uh, he was, but <laughs> the ship also cruises around the Tahitian Islands, which is absolutely fabulous. But they've got a little package at the moment where you can do um, the seven-night Tahiti and Society Islands, and then they package it together with three nights as well at the Intercontinental Tahiti Resort and Spa. Now, that's available um, December, February, April, and May, June, August, September, 
next year. Okay, so that's starting December this year through till September next year. And they do have some um, past guests can also get 5% rebate off those as well. So that's really another great little package there. Um, now they start, their base, their prices there are in usually in US dollars. It's just the market over there. So I won't quote the exact price here, but it is good value for money. But it's in, I won't quote it in Australian, should I say, because I don't have the exact equivalent. But the US dollar prices start from a touch over 3000 for that 10-night package, and that's really a great... And everything's included on the Paul Gauguin as well, so you're not dipping your hand in your pocket for anything as well. Um, staying with cruising for a moment, Swan Hellenic Discovery Cruising, they do, um, again, smaller ship cruising. They've got some wonderful itineraries through Asia where you can save up to 25% on the fare, so long as you book by the 31st of July. It's on the intimate vessel, the Minerva, and um, gratuities are also included on board, including tour guides, and, and they include the shore excursions at each port, Jane. So you're not, again, putting your hand in the pocket at all. They've got a very range from December through to March next year of different durations from 16 to 22 days throughout different regions of Asia and they start from as little as 2700 per person. Um, also, there's some good airfares around at the moment, John. I just thought we, we have been talking cruising today, but sometimes you've got to fly there to get the cruise. Um, but Air France, which we know don't fly out of here, of course, as we know all European carriers don't fly out of here anymore, but you link up with them out of Asia through various carriers like Qantas, Singapore Airlines, etc. And they've got some terrific fares. Um, if you book by the 9th of July, return including taxes starting from... From, from from Sydney, 1763 Australian, and a business class fare of only 5,800. Hmm. So that is almost, not quite half, but you're usually paying anywhere between eight and 9,000 for a business class airfare to Europe. So, And also just a, a little bit of information more than this is, I should have included it earlier, Jane, but Austrian Airlines, Lufthansa and Swiss now ha- have combined to offer you combinable fares. So that, what that's going to give you is 100... 80 destinations in 43 countries within Europe, right up into Scandinavia, into Russia. It's just amazing. So, If you're going off the beaten track or if you're going somewhere a little bit not usual. Yes, yes. and with the three of those joining in now, you're going to get some unique um, combinations and flexibility to do any of your long-distance flying, particularly in Europe. We know with short distance you're better off probably hopping on a train, but if you're flying somewhere up, you know, towards Scandinavia or Russia, and then you're going to go all the way across to Spain. Well, you, that's a long way. So this this is quite a unique on offer. So Jane, there's lots out there in the marketplace. All those cruise companies I was talking about earlier in the program have some great fares as well. So the world is your oyster, as we say, and enjoy. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on Two and Your RFM.